So what day is today? Praise the Lord. When you talk of Ghana, you talk of freedom. Amen? Hallelujah! When you talk of Ghana, you talk of freedom. Yeah, most of you don't know what freedom is. When you talk about emancipation, uh, you understand freedom in another sense. But it's okay. Today we want to make the freedom even more personal. Amen? I want to make it personal in the sense that I want you to understand what freedom really, really means. Freedom. And I'll give you a couple of illustrations to make that clear. And I went to visit my brother in jail in uh, 1990. He was imprisoned because there was a conflict between two tribes. One was my tribe and the other was another tribe. And I think two or three people uh, were killed. And the accusation was that he was the national youth leader of my tribe. And they said he was the one who supplied money for the guns to be bought and led to those people being killed. So he was arrested and imprisoned. There was no evidence anyway. In the end, he was released with, without charge. <clears throat> but when I went to him to visit him in jail, and this is what I wanted to understand when we talk of freedom, what it really means. I'm sitting there with my brother uh, against him, and there is a, a prison warden sitting there. So the guard is sitting there, and I wasn't even allowed to shake my brother's hands. Because his safety must be guaranteed by the prison warden. And they don't know if I have, got, I have smeared some poison in my hand that I will touch him and he will die. And later on, the state will be accused of neglecting his safety and therefore he died in jail. That would be a bigger scandal than him being in prison without charge. And I had just come from the village, from his mom, and everything the mom had said, I wanted to tell him. And they said to me, but you cannot talk in your language. You have to speak in a language that the prison warden can understand. It's my own brother, and I cannot talk to him in my mother language. then you understand when you lose your freedom what it can mean. I can't even talk with my brother in my own language because he has lost his freedom. Well, I've visited several people in jail. I've visited people uh, who, um, for one reason or the other, were imprisoned also in the Netherlands, and I have seen how conditions are. Also there, I wasn't allowed to talk to the guy except in Dutch because the prison wouldn't want to know whatever it is I am saying. When you don't have freedom, you are in a box. When you don't have freedom, you are in a box. You cannot move. Somebody controls even the language you should talk. When you don't have freedom, Somebody controls where you go. When you don't have freedom, somebody is in control of what you eat. When you don't have freedom, somebody controls almost every aspect of your life. I think the only thing that they don't control is the fact that you are able to breathe in and out. 
Oh, yes? Aren't you grateful to God for that? That somebody cannot take the ability to breathe in and out. If they could do that, I can tell you somebody will be a billionaire for that because they'll just close that aspect of being able to breathe in and out and then each and every one of us will have to pay some money so that we can breathe. And those who are the richest will get the biggest portion of being able to breathe. And those who are the poorest will get the smallest aspect of being able to breathe. But we thank God that no one can take away that freedom of being able to breathe in and out. Not only that, but we thank God for many, many, many other freedoms. Aren't you glad you are alive today? Aren't you happy you are alive today? When you read through the book of Job, you will realize that if the devil had gotten his chance, he would have killed Job like this. But God didn't give the devil that freedom to do that. That's why you are alive today, because God did not give the devil the freedom to kill you. That's why you are alive today. Amen? Amen. If I cannot be thankful to God for anything, the freedom to be alive today is to his honor and praise and glory. Hallelujah. So today I want you to make freedom really, really personal. Think of your freedom Think of your ability to move. Think of your ability to think. Think of your ability to be able to say whatever you want to say. Think of it all. And don't take any of those things for granted. Somebody paid a price for that freedom. Hallelujah. Somebody paid a price for that freedom that you have. Every five, four, five May, we go here in the city and we celebrate the freedom of the Netherlands. Uh, just as this whole week, Ghana, we are going to be celebrating the freedom of Ghana as a country and as a people. That did not come easy. On Tuesday, I will be speaking on one of the Dutch radio stations. It will be very early in the morning, but afterwards I will send you the recorded link so that you can listen. I will tell about Ghana's fight for independence in a, about a, a quarter of an hour's speech. It will be in Dutch, so those of you who don't speak Dutch, you have to get somebody who speaks Dutch to translate to you. But I will tell about the struggle for independence. Now I will explain what independence means today. But more important is what you do with that independence. The independence you have received, has it impacted somebody's life? The freedom you have, has it impacted somebody's life? And that's what I want to be talking about today. Freedom for impact. This month we're going to be talking about power for impact, freedom for impact, empowerment for impact. Impact means Results coming out of what you have become. Coming out of what has been endured upon you. Results coming out of it. I read a statement the other day that says, Oh, it is good to be happy, but it is even best when 
everybody around you right. is happy. Amen? Amen? Yeah. In other words, when you alone are happy, it's nothing. But when you have everybody around you happy, it is something. I was on the train uh, from Brussels coming home, and I met this young lady who was at the time studying in Wagner also. And I asked, always when I sit in the train, to tell somebody about my faith. I ask her, do you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal Savior? And she says, um, who is that? <laughs> it was interesting. Eh? I said, who is that? And I, I laughed. I laughed so hard when she asked that question that everybody turned around. What is funny that this gentleman is laughing like that? <laughs> I was shocked. And it was funny to me that somebody of her age studying in Rahni has not heard about Jesus Christ before, let alone know her as personal Lord and Savior. And she, I said, um, after I finished laughing, then she said, you can really laugh, eh? <laughs> and I said, yes. <laughs> if laughter were to be a profession, I would be a professional laugher. <laughs> because I can really make people laugh. Hallelujah. It's, it's part of my nature. Amen? Uh, I infect people with my laughter. When people are around me, they have to be happy. Anyway, long story short, in the end, we made people laugh in the train. So it was not just me laughing, not her alone laughing, but everybody in the coach was laughing. Because we said quite a number of funny things, and people were now listening. And it sounded so funny, everybody joined in the laughter. What impact have I made with who I am, with my character, with my personality? The freedom that we're going to talk about today and for the whole week in Ghana, what impact has it had on Africa? The freedom that I want to discuss with you about what Jesus has done for me, what impact has it had on my life? What impact must it have on your life? If it doesn't have impact, it hasn't achieved is goal yet. Because I tell you, when Jesus fought the battle on the cross to win my freedom, and to win your freedom, he did not fight so I'll be free and end of story. He fought so I'll be free and that everyone around me will get to hear that message of freedom. So on Independence morning, 6th of March, 5 minutes to 12, when Dr. Kwame Nkrumah stood on the stage, this is what he said. Dear people, the battle has ended. Today, Ghana, your beloved country, is free forever. Freedom. Then he went on to add, he said, but this freedom will be nothing unless the whole of the African continent is set free. And true to his wish, 10 years down the line, all except South Africa and Zimbabwe today, in those days was called Rhodesia, all except South Africa and Rhodesia and uh, Namibia today and Angola, those were the only countries that remained 10 years after Ghana's independence, that were still not free. But otherwise, the whole of Sub-Saharan Africa 
have gained independence within 10 years of that declaration. So what he preached on that podium within 10 years materialized for sub-Saharan Africa. Now what I want you to learn from this is if in the world man's mere word can have impact, what about in God's house? Where the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12 that God's word is powerful and alive. If his word is powerful and alive, it should have even greater impact wherever it goes. Is that word in you? If the word of God is in you, raise your hand. I want to be sure of what I'm saying. Okay, so uh, before the end of this uh, sermon, I will convince you why the word of God should be in you so you can be convinced also that you need it not only to be in you, but to be actively working as a transponder. You know a transponder? Those of you who have not flown before. I'm sure most of you have flown on the aircraft before. But on the aircraft, there's something called transponder. And it relays where it's a kind of, it's a very small computer thing. And it tells where it is to a computer here on the ground. So they can track its movement. They know exactly where it is positioned. Word of God in you should act as a transponder to be telling God where your spiritual position is. Hallelujah. The word of God should be a transponder in you, telling God where your position is. Telling God whether you are ready to get into the next stage. Telling God whether you are ready to reach to the next level. The word of God in you should be telling God whether today you are not only liberated, but you actually have the intention to tell somebody else a message about the liberation. Amen? So let's, let's get to board. Romans chapter 8, verse 32 until 36. And I will be done with this in the next 10 minutes. So don't worry at all about your time. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Jesus is talking to a group of people. And uh, he says, you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. I don't want to tell you the whole story because it's very interesting. Chapter 8 actually is one of my best chapters because there you have Jesus arguing with these uh, Jewish learned lawyers and people who say they know too much. The book long people. Eh? Book long. University graduates, the PhDs of, of those days. And they want to tell Jesus that uh, they know better. And Jesus is telling them, you are slaves. And they said, what do you mean we are slaves? We have never been slaves. We are the sons of Abraham. I mean, it just showed that they didn't know their history. They were for 400 years slaves in Egypt. How dare they to say they were not slaves? Even at that particular moment that Jesus was talking with them, they were slaves to the Roman Empire. And then they said, we are not slaves. So they were not even agreeing with reality. Liars. 
When Jesus speaks about you, it's the truth. Oh. Hey, hey, hallelujah. What Jesus says about you is the truth. If Jesus says you are a slave, agree with him and say, how can I come out of that slavery? Yes. Amen. And don't argue and say, I am not a slave. Because Jesus knows better than you. Praise the Lord. He will always know better. Amen. He is the most knowledgeable person that has ever existed. He is the most knowledgeable person that has ever walked this, gra this ground. Amen? Amen. Nobody will ever know anything beyond what Jesus knows. Amen. Hallelujah. The man even knew when he would come back from the dead. He knew. He said, you kill me. And three days later, I will be alive again. Amen? Amen. Tell me, how, when, when were you born? Do you know when you were born? If your mother didn't tell you, will you know? But he knew. And he knew when he would die. And he knew when he would come back to life again. Yes. That's the man who knows everything. And I can tell you, if you walk with him, the freedom he's talking about here, Amen. hallelujah, is so, it's going to be so spectacular. You will infect everybody around you. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And let me tell you one thing. If you really, really, really are excited about Jesus Christ, you never keep your mouth shut about him. Amen. No, you don't. You see, I'm a proud Ghanaian. Everywhere I go, I dress like a Ghanaian. And the people ask, where is this one from? I say, it's from Ghana. I'm a Ghanaian. Ah, and then I can tell them about Ghana. Then I can tell them what things they can do in Ghana, what they can invest, wh where they can put their money if they want to do so in Ghana. <laughs> uh, that's the first thing I always go to because I'm a very proud nationalist. Amen? Amen? And the same thing I do also with my Christian life. Right. I'm so proud about my Jesus. He's the first thing I want to talk about because he means everything to me. He says, if you know the truth that he propagates, you will be set free. Set free from what? We'll talk about that later. And they answered him and said, we are Abraham descendants from Abraham. We've never been in bondage before. Ah, these people were really ignorant. Eh? I can't just understand this. Anyway, but Jesus answered them and said, most surely I said to you in verse 34, whoever commits sin is a slave to sin. And they didn't know that they were slaves to sin. They didn't know that. Actually, at the point that they were talking, some of them were standing on stones so that when they finish, they can pick those stones and stone Jesus. How wicked is that? Do you call that sin or not? Is that sin? The intention to kill somebody. Do you know you can go to jail for just intending to kill somebody? Do you know that? You can lose your freedom for that. Just the intention, you know. Not that you have actually done it. That's why they always call it Aha. When you <laughs> praise the Lord. Hey, some, some lawyers are here. Anyway, and a slave does not abide in the house forever, but the son abides forever. Therefore, if the son makes you free, <laughs> you are free indeed. If the son sets you free, you are free indeed. Jesus set me free. And I want to make you understand this. So he says, you will know. When we say you will know, what does it mean? That knowledge is far deeper than just, I have seen your face, I recognize your face, uh, like I was at the embassy and then I had a very brief chat with uh, Honorable uh, D'Souza. And uh, so 
this morning the boys called me and said, hey, the man from the embassy is coming. Uh, what does he look like? And I said, what does he look like? I didn't take his photo. I don't know what he looks like. <laughs> I said, well, if I see him, I know him. But he said, can you, because maybe you are not there in time to receive him, so we want to be there. And I said, don't worry. When he arrives, you will know who he is. When you know Jesus, when you encounter him, you will know what he looks like. Oh, yeah. Amen? Yes. When, you, when you build that intimacy, when you get close to him. Oh yes, another illustration came to my mind. Because I want you to understand very, very well. I'm a teacher by profession, you know. Uh, so normally when I teach my students, I want them to understand. Don't leave my classroom without, uh, with any question in your mind. Um, let me explain. Hallelujah. Let me explain this encounter. Encounter is like you get so intimate with a person that even you can tell how the person smells. Do you know that? Yeah. I have a lot of uh, big shirts and uh, warm uh, cardigans, or what do you call them? And my girls and I, they like putting on my shirts and things. And I can always tell which of them has worn which shirt. That's how intimate my life is with my, my, my daughters. I can tell which one has worn it because Gabby smells different than Priscilla, my two girls. But I'm trying to let you understand what intimacy is. You can even tell how the person smells. Can you tell how Jesus smells? Jesus, Jesus wants you to know how he smells. Jesus wants you to encounter him to the level that you can actually feel his presence when you are talking with him. Right. Amen? Amen? So when he sets you free and make you really, really free, your encounter with him should get to that level. Then when you are talking about him, you feel his very presence because his spirit, he wants to always be with you wherever you are. But he promised that, eh? I'm not saying it. He says, I'll always be with you till the close of age. And when he says he'll always be with you, he means he wants to personally be involved in your life. He wants to be personally having a conversation with you. He wants to be talking about everything, everyday life is situations. Maybe you don't have a job, he wants to be discussing that with you. You're looking for a job, he wants to be discussing that with you. You're looking for a girl, he wants to be discussing that to you. You are looking for a boy, he wants to be discussing that with you. Jesus wants to be discussing all those issues with you. Nothing is off limits. Are you understanding me? That is how intimate Jesus wants to be with you. After he has made you free from slavery to sin. So knowing Jesus is an encounter. It's getting intimate. It's understanding beyond the ordinary. It's being enlightened. It's like this light shining in the darkness. All of a sudden, the darkness is gone. That's what? Encountering Jesus, that's what knowing actually entails. You get into the details of everything. Your mind, your spirit, your thinking gets completely engulfed with the man Jesus and everything that comes with him. You encounter Jesus. You don't just encounter Jesus, you encounter the truth. He says, you will know the truth. And the truth 
is that which will make you free. Then I was looking. And then I went to look at the Greek version of the word used, the truth here. And it's the same word that was used in John chapter 14, verse 6. So Jesus was actually talking about himself. He says, you will know me and you will be set free. John 14, 6 says what? I am the... You people have forgotten your memory verse. Hello? I am the what? I am the way, the truth, and the life. If you didn't learn that in Sunday school, today I teach you. John chapter 14, verse 6 says, let's all repeat together. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. All right? So go home with that verse in your mind. That Jesus says he is the way, the truth, and the life. And he is saying to all of us today, and to all who will be listening to us uh, outside of this room, that he is the one who when you encounter, when you become intimate with, he is the one that sets you free. He will set you free from everything, everything that imprisons you. He set you free from the power of sin. He set you free from chronic diseases. He will set you free from poverty. He will set you free from enemies because he will start to fight your enemies for you. He will set you free from the devil. He will set you free from witchcraft. He will set you free from uh, those who are afraid to fly. He will set you free from, from flying. Jesus is able to set you free from anything that your mind can imagine or think of. Because he's the master of freedom. Jesus is what? The master of freedom. Praise the Lord. So he came to set man free. He came to set me free. And he says, I want to set you all free. Uh, What's the definition of truth? Truth. Have you ever looked in the dictionary for the definition of truth before? There's no definition. There's no other word that can define the the word called truth. So they have to say, um, truth is this, truth is this, it's like this. The best that comes close to the def- definition of truth is fact, reality. And I said, ah. So Jesus is saying, I am the reality. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Jesus says, he is reality. He is the fact. He is the incontrovertible. He is the one that cannot be changed. He is the one that cannot be manipulated. You know, when you are, some people, uh, some of you, when you are doing research, don't manipulate your figures. Eh? Always put the right figures. Praise the Lord. I'm talking to the students now. Okay? Put the right figures. Don't manipulate them. Don't doctor the figures so that you get nice, uh, nice, uh, listen, uh, nice, nice graph. So the professor will give you good marks because you've got a, a beautiful graph. Some of our national figures sometimes are doctored figures. I was listening to the U.S. campaign last time, and then the Donald Trump was saying uh, the uh, Obama's uh, economic figures, they are all fake. And then when he came to his time, the same figures were coming. He says, now tell the journalists that this ones they are real figures. <laughs> so if it's somebody is fake, if it is you, it's real. While Jesus is real all the time, there's nothing fake about him. Yes. Amen? Amen? He is the real thing. So what is the truth? It is the simple fact, and it cannot be changed. 
Jesus is a simple truth. He's a simple, true, honest person who walked here on earth, and nobody can change that. You can deny it as much as you want. <laughs> like uh, Pastor Farah was saying last Sunday, when the atheists say, I mean, I don't believe in God, I'm called atheist. Well, it is, they are saying that because. Hello? Yeah. Are you understanding? Yeah. Because they are finding it difficult to admit that God is in charge of everything. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. But what would their denial mean? Nothing. Their denial will mean nothing. God is God. Jesus is Jesus. Nobody can change that. Yeah. Believe it or leave it. But let me tell you this. If at the end of the day you get there and I'm standing at heaven's gate. <laughs> Hallelujah. And I'm waving you goodbye. And I'm waving you goodbye because you are going to hell. <laughs> oh, I pray none. it will not be anybody's... Uh, Hallelujah. Nobody here will go to hell. Because after I have told you these things, go home and convince yourself, I am not going to hell. I will go with Samson to heaven. Amen? Convince yourself that you will take Jesus as your friend because you want to be with me in heaven. I am going no. Because Jesus set me free. He liberated me from sin. He made me proud of who I am. He has given me power and authority to liberate anyone who needs liberation. Oh, so today I'm going to be praying. If you are under any bondage, yes, I'm going to lay hands on you. And Jesus is about to set you free. Amen. If you will accept that, he will make you a different person. Amen. He will set you free indeed. He will set you free indeed. Because his, his, his freedom is absolute. It's absolute. Nobody can mimic it. Nobody can copy it. So the purpose of Jesus setting us free is so that we can pass that freedom to others. So we always say here in the Netherlands, Freiheit geef je door. The freedom, you pass it on. It's the motto every 4th, 5th May. Your freedom, pass it on. But even more important, our freedom. So our freedom in Christ, we pass it on. We pass it on through our children. We pass it on through our neighbors. We pass it on through our friends. Everybody around us get to know how free we are. That's how we have impact. Ghana's freedom had impact. Will your freedom have impact? Will your freedom in Christ, will it have impact? Will it transform? Will it transform this neighborhood? Will it transform this street you live in? Will it transform this city? Will your freedom impact your workplace? Will your freedom be able to draw people nearer to you? In closing, I will say this. How did Jesus buy this freedom? 
because God said, without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sin. And Jesus went to the cross and shed his blood so that with his blood, we can receive forgiveness of sin. So he paid that price that God demanded. He says, without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sin. But God did want to forgive you and I. So he allowed his son Jesus to go to the cross. And with his blood, he paid for your sin and paid for my sin. So I should no longer continue to walk in debt to sin. I should no longer continue to live as a slave to sin. Because Jesus paid for it already. He paid for it past today and tomorrow. It's paid for. Settled. Debt settled. No longer guilty. So you don't need to walk around under the condemnation of yesterday. Amen. Hallelujah. You don't need to walk around under the condemnation of last year. Are you still in bondage? Then I want to pray for you. I, do you feel bound in one way or one other, any shape at all? Are you, being, are you under any kind of bondage? I want to pray for you. So what I'm going to do is to ask as all of us to rise and then if you are in one form or the other, in any bondage, you raise up your hand as we stand. And then I'm going to pray for you. Let's rise. Because we are coming to the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. So we we'll rise up in his presence. And we're going to say, God, I'm raising up my hand to you because there is some kind of bondage in me that I want broken, that I want to be free of, that I want liberation from. I want it to be broken. Or maybe you say, ah, me, I don't know this Jesus Christ yet. And I want to understand what his life should mean to me. I want him also to become my Lord and Savior like he is of you, Samson, so that I can walk with you into heaven when the day comes. Uh, don't let me be at the heaven gate and wave at you when you are going to hell. Oh, it shouldn't happen. So you say, Lord, I want also to know this Jesus Christ. I want him to become a friend so that together with everyone in this room, we'll be able to walk into the presence of God when we are no more. So lift your hands high, and I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to say, God, set this person free. I'm going to say, God, break whatever it is that is holding my sister and brother. I'm going to say, Lord, let liberation be a fact. 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 Because you are factual. You are real. Jesus, you are real. Jesus, you are real. Jesus, you are real. So make that reality a fact in the lives of my brothers and sisters who have raised their hands up to you today. Let them experience you. Let them experience you. Let them experience you. Whatever it is that is a burden, whatever it is that is putting them in a box. Today, by the authority in the name of Jesus, I break those boxes. 
I break those strongholds in the name of Jesus. I break whatever power it is that is holding on to you. I break it in the name of Jesus. And I set my sister free. I set my sister free. I set my sisters free. In the name of Jesus. I set my brothers back there free. I liberate them by the authority of Jesus' name. Because you said, at my name, knee, all knees will bow. And every authority, therefore, that is standing up against the name of Jesus. Today, I subdue you in the mighty name that is above all names. The mighty name of Jesus. Set your people free. Set your people free. Set your people free. Set your people free. Father, where there is ignorance, today I pray in the name of Jesus. Let there be knowledge. Let there be knowledge. Let there be understanding. Let people see the light that they need to see so they can become part of your home. Because you have said, today I stand at your door and knock. If you will open, I will come in and I will have supper and dinner with you. And I will make, my, I will make your heart my home. That's what Jesus wants to do in your life today. That he will become a resident in your home. Will you make Jesus a resident in your home today? Pray this prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I have heard that you want to make your home in my heart. I gladly welcome you to be the boss of my life. To help me break loose and to help me break loose of every power and authority. I proclaim my freedom to your glory and honor. In Jesus' mighty name. And let God's people shout, Amen.